0: Everybody, welcome back to Shatzer Says. My next guest is another Chambersburg former friend of mine. I'll say former friend, an old friend of mine. We're not, we're not friends anymore, but yes, haven't, talked, haven't talked in years. This guy was really into the, like the punk and skate music and stuff. When we were in high school. Tony Shamarati, how you doing, man?
1: I'm good, good. Nice to catch up with you finally.
0: Yeah, that's right, it's been a while, man. Still hey. in Chambersburg, huh?
1: Yep, still here. I hear you.
0: You know, living in Chambersburg, you're you're close enough to D.C. If you really really want to catch some good shows, you can go to D.C. I mean, do you find yourself going to D.C. a lot to catch shows?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a good spot, as you know. Um, You can get to, uh, you know, D.C. in less than two hours, Baltimore in less than two hours. I can get to Philly in just over two hours. You know, Pittsburgh's three hours, so it's pretty much any direction you can get to a city, um, you know, in a couple hours, so it's nice. I got gotcha.
0: you. Uh, since you go down to DC a lot, we, I was asking a couple different people this: Did Meriwether Post Pavilion burn down or something? Uh,
1: they, not that I've heard.
0: Did they close it down or something? Because we were talking about it.
1: When, I, I think they renovated it um, recently, a couple years ago. Okay, uh, but uh, but as far as I know, there wasn't a, there wasn't any kind of fire. They might have had like some storm damage or something, and that led to the renovations. But I didn't hear anything about fire.
0: Maybe okay. I, maybe I'm confused. I haven't been to Meriwether Post Pavilion since the '90s. You know. I couldn't even tell you the last band I saw at Meriwether Post Pavilion, which was a great venue. Great venue God. to watch concerts, man.
1: Yeah, that's one of my favorite places. It's it's beautiful.
0: I like I like the Man Music Center too in Philly, although it was kind of in an in a area of the part of town that was a dump. I like so, the man, you know. Yeah. So all right. Now, Tony, you're a big music guy. And I've noticed before you even start by talking about what you like I noticed you started collecting you're, you're telling everyone about this vinyl records you're collecting. Are these original prints, vinyl prints, or these reprints? What do you what are you collecting?
1: Uh, I collect well, yeah, I started probably three, four months ago, I guess. Um, you know, I, I, I go to a lot of shows. Um, I average probably me and my girlfriend three, four shows a month, you know, before COVID. Um, so, you know, we kind of have been going through withdrawal, you know, a few months <laughs> into the pandemic with no shows. So that kind of led me to seek out another uh, another option. So that's kind of how I got into vinyl, you know, starting that. Um but yeah, it's a, it's a broad range. Um, original presses, MoFi, um, you know, expensive stuff, cheap stuff, you know, a little bit of everything. I gotcha.
0: I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the last time. I, I mean, I remember growing up in high school because of the times. I mean, I had cassette players, of course, but I actually had a record player. Like I had a big unit that had a record player on the top, and then a cassette player. I had actually two cassette players, record player on top, and then the radio. You know, and I would I had. I have no idea what happened to my records. I guess my parents maybe sold them all whenever they moved from Chambersburg, but I, I didn't have anything extensive, but it'd probably be neat to have, you know, 25, 30 of those records back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun I, and I like the sound. Um, you know, it's it's just a better way, I think, to listen to music, number one. And then, um, you know, just the collecting is fun. The hunting of the things you're looking for, the treasures, the, the ones that are hard to find. Um, doing a lot of online auctions, so joining some of these uh, private groups and um you know they'll have weekly auctions where they'll put up uh, two three records at a time and you got 20 40 people in the room kind of bidding on them um you know so those are fun um, but well, yeah without getting into detail of the, of the cost what was
0: like what's the most expensive record that you've bought so far you don't have to tell us how much you spent on it but like what's the what uh, record have you spent
1: the most on well spent the most i would say ooh, 80 bucks, I guess, for one record. Okay. Uh, individually, but I've also got into like uh, a little bit of estate sale shopping. So I'll buy like a lot of, uh, you know, 75 records that they'll just have in a box, you know, and you don't always know exactly what you're getting. Right. You know? And uh, the last one I got in there, I think I paid $200 for the box. And in that was a uh, a jazz box set, uh, a guy I was not familiar with, but um turns out the box set is worth, you know, anywhere from three to five hundred dollars on eBay right now um, so so you know that's nice when you find little treasures like that now the problem is I've, I've had it listed on eBay and, and finding a buyer for it, it's pretty tough because jazz is a, a very uh, a limited market I guess you know um, right. a lot of people in jazz so it's kind of hard finding buyers but yeah um, you always find little little treasures like that um, And I guess you didn't mention Mark Ramirez's name, but that's probably somebody you should reach out and try to talk to if you want to talk about vinyl, because he's kind of the one that got me into this. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, We actually won an auction last night. We kind of teamed up. They had a a raffle, uh, gave away 10 MoFi records, uh, which are expensive records. Basically, a group of ten, and uh, we each spent like $125 on raffle tickets. So we ended up winning all ten records. Um, probably uh. a lot of ten records, I would say, is probably worth somewhere between six and seven hundred bucks. So we're splitting those, you know, in half. and We made out pretty good there. So yeah, there's always little. Little treasures and, and fun things to find like that. That's pretty cool. I had no idea. So I,
0: I'm learning more doing these podcasts than I than my listeners would be. I mean, I'm just, I, I mean, like my parents had a, almost the entire Elvis Presley collection of records. I guarantee it. Yeah. They had all of them, and I have no idea where they are. I don't think my dad has them. They probably were sold off, but I can guarantee it's probably worth some money. Some of those original, you know, 1962 Elvis Presley sings the blues
1: or whatever, you know, they're worth yeah. some money.
0: I guarantee it. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the most expensive record I've come across so far individually, like in a record store is, um, I think there was an Avett Brothers. It was uh, about $500 because uh, they only pressed like 300 copies ever of that record to glean to. Huh. Uh, so, so that's one of those. It's, you know, the grails, I guess you call it, you know, right. <laughs> um, so. That's funny you mentioned the Abbott
0: Brothers because, you know, we lived in Charlotte, outside of Charlotte and Concord, and the Abbott Brothers are from Mount Pleasant, which is like 10 miles down the road from Concord, same county. So, Mm -hmm. watching them go from, a wouldn't say a local band, but like a regional band in North Carolina to where they are now, it's been amazing, you know what I mean? And yep. I've never been able to see them like at their New Year's Eve show that they used to play in, Louis- in Charlotte all the time. But you know, I heard that's just a, that's that's used to be that's like the Grateful Dead playing at midnight. The Avid Brothers at midnight was like their midnight on New Year's Eve was like their big show. I never had, you ever get a chance to get tickets to see that. But I think we saw yep. them one time at like a festival in, in Charlotte back when my wife and I were in our concert going days. So that was probably mm-hmm. 10, 12 years ago, you know what I mean? So uh, small world that you mentioned the yep. Avid Brothers. Um, <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what you're listening to now, uh, Tony. All right, I'm putting you on the spot. First question. I'm asking everyone the first question. All time favorite group.
1: Oh, man. It's so hard because I have such a wide range. You know, I'm not one of those people that's into, you know, one genre, two genres. I listen to everything pretty much. Um, Right. Boy, I guess if you're going to make me <laughs> pigeonhole myself, you know, I'm, I'm a deadhead at heart, you know, so, uh, you know, I guess I'll go back to the Grateful Dead. All right. Uh, but well, I could probably list five or six groups, you know.
0: I got you. Before we list the other couple of groups, all right, you already answered one of my other, my future questions. Are you a Jerry or are you a Bob?
1: Um, I'm probably more so Jerry, but again, I like it all. You know? Right. So See, I must really be the
0: only Bob Weir fan because I love Bob Weir's music so much more than yeah. Jerry's.
1: Oh really? Well, yeah, I like I don't, Bob. don't get me wrong. You know, Bob's great, but uh, if you're gonna make me pick, I guess I'll pick Jerry. But yeah, <laughs> everyone has said that.
0: And, you know, yeah. a of, I asked a couple of people what their worst concert experience was, and they both said the two people said the Grateful Dead because just the circumstances, and you know, not that there's anything wrong. I mean, I've seen the Dead live once, and right. I've always liked the Grateful Dead, but like they had bad experiences at their concert. It kind of ruined you from a you know from a yeah.
1: Perspective. Uh, I mean, I've seen the Dead uh, a number of times. Um, but definitely one of my worst experiences, just from a music standpoint, um, was uh, one of their last shows, probably three months before Jerry died in Vermont at Highgate. And uh, you could tell he was completely out of it. You know, he was forgetting lyrics and just sounded terrible. Um, right. You know, so. I
0: saw him the year before he passed away uh, in Philly. So I guess that was 94. Uh, and uh, I mean, it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the atmosphere was great, you know, it was, weather was good. You know, Shakedown Street was lively, people selling their grilled cheeses and their glass ornaments and whatnot. So just the atmosphere, I always liked the atmosphere. I had a good experience there too, so yeah. not everyone's that fortunate. So give me yeah. some other, give me some of your other top bands.
1: Oh, cool. are we talking all time or current? Yeah, all time, <laughs> give me some all uh, time. All time, uh, man, uh, Bob Marley, uh, Beastie Boys, Otis Redding, Zeppelin, Neil Young, Probably the, the OGs, you know. I got you. Well, you know, Beastie yeah. Boys. I still
0: think the best Beastie Boys album, in my opinion, is Paul's Boutique. Love that yep. album from, from 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 start to finish. Probably a, it's a great album. There's a couple songs are kind of like ugh, but you know. Yeah,
1: I just made a list prepping for this a little bit. You know, kind of think <laughs> about what you were going to ask me, and I, and I wrote down like some of my top five favorite albums. You know, um, and Paul's Boutique is one of those top five on my list. So. That's, that's a, I gave you no preparation. Dude. I just said, hey, let's nope, talk about nope. music. You know. Nope. That's, um, I'm putting everybody on the spot.
0: That's just what I do, I guess, I'm putting yeah. you on the spot. So, all right, what was your first concert you ever went to?
1: Um, I thought about this too. And the problem is, my first couple concerts, I was completely out of it. So I, I always get the two, it was either uh, the Grateful Dead at RFK or Guns N' Roses Metallica at RFK. And I can't remember which one was first, um, so it's one of those two. I got gotcha.
0: you. Okay. Good, 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 Two good shows. You know, yeah. I, I, I believe I was at that same concert, the Metallica, um, one of
1: Spring of 90. Does that sound right for that? Yeah. But
0: it, it wasn't at RFK. It was in somewhere uh, in Pennsylvania. I want to say it might have been Hershey. Maybe it was DC. I don't know. But yeah. I know Guns N' Roses was terrible.
1: Uh, uh, I remember we were, uh, at that show at RFK, uh, we drove down and we parked at like Shady Grove and took the metro in and um he was late coming in so Metallica played and then he showed up an hour or two late uh Axel right and the show ran over and it went till like after midnight and the metro had shut down so we were like in 11th grade I think at the time and we're like five of us and we're just stranded in downtown D.C. at like one in the morning you know it was it was pretty insane I mean there was like 20, 30,000 people that were in the same boat, you know, all trying to get cabs. And uh, oh. so we didn't end up getting back to our car, I think, until the sun was up at like six in the
0: morning. <laughs> Did you go to school the next day? No, it was a weekend. Oh, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> I think I saw that same tour. Was it like a Monsters of Rock or something? I mean, I
1: forget. I just remember it was when Axel had all that legal stuff going on. Yeah, he was. was t-
0: like, he was. They were. T- I think I saw them in Hershey Park. Metallica was good. Either Hershey or maybe it was Reading somewhere, somewhere big and open. But yeah, I agree with you. That's that's a good, my first one was NXS at Shippensburg University. Back when Ship used to get some really good rocking concerts, you mm-hmm. know. Uh used to love going to Ship down there. Saw a couple of different bands down in but definitely saw NXS. That was a good, good concert. So um, what's your best concert you've ever been to?
1: Best concert. Oh, uh, Probably, I would say either Doctor Dog or Trampled by Turtles.
0: That's funny you say that because you always talk about Trampled by Turtles. I've never listened to
1: that before. Okay, I'm surprised because you're in—I uh, know you're in Kentucky, the Bluegrass State. They are—they're yes. a, uh, a bluegrass kind of fusion band. Uh huh. Um, so they definitely are bluegrass based, but they uh, kind of rock out. So they're like a bluegrass. Some of their songs are like you could say bluegrass punk, bluegrass rock you know but they also do some traditional bluegrass stuff so it's it's nice uh if you like bluegrass at all I do like bluegrass I yeah. do
0: I like old timey bluegrass you know uh, uh but I, I'll definitely check see I'm I'm checking them out maybe someone else will listen to them too cuz I like bluegrass yeah, yeah they're
1: one they're one of my favorites I've probably seen them uh I know it's in the teens 18 19 shows something like that uh, Wow That's and my awesome. girlfriend actually who plays uh she plays viola and she she fiddles in a couple bands and uh, but she's actually been taking for the last few months uh private lessons from the fiddle player and trampled by turtles uh, <laughs> on zoom so um which is pretty awesome because i get to sit there and watch them you know on zoom and and listen to them talk about music theory and stuff and it's one of my favorite bands so it's kind of cool to that is cool that. yeah good, good uh, i'm, I'm good. hoping to par i'm hoping to parlay that relationship into uh, maybe some backstage passes right here <laughs> yeah. well
0: i'll definitely check them out today i i, I use youtube music a lot And uh, I'll just type it in. And I mean, I've listened to so much music the last year, being on quarantine working from home, which has been great. You know, if I'm working from home, I just put my headphones on and boom. I, You know, my music sounds so much better coming out of these cheap headphones than it does coming out of my computer. So I just wear these. And, you know, Uh back the old days, you know, wearing headphones and stuff like my Sony Walkman or whatever, but um So, so give me some recommendations. So, so what are you listening to now? Like, are you still listening to stuff? Like, I still listen to stuff from high school. Like I listened to the entire, I was telling Chris Meyer this. I, I listened to the entire Husker New record collection on YouTube music because I it was there, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and I've been listening to a lot of old stuff. So
1: um, what are you listening to now? What what,
0: what, what do you recommend?
1: Um, well, we talked about Trampled. Uh, Dr. Dog, I would recommend if you've never checked them out. They're a Philly band. Um, really good. Uh, great live as well um yeah i'm kind of into again it, it's such a broad spectrum lumineers i've been into a lot lately um their last album was pretty amazing you haven't heard that lumineers three
0: I, I've, I've heard of them but never heard that. i haven't heard that album yet no
1: okay yeah it's a good one um but yeah really just just i mean i go back through um you know even the old stuff like i mentioned all my favorites it, it just really depends you know um Depends on my mood, I guess. Um, you know, when I listen to music, I always look for you know something that basically makes me kind of feel something, you know, right. emotionally. Right. Um, so that's kind of what grabs me. So that's why, you know, I can listen to uh, you know country or or rap or whatever. You know, as long as I uh, as long as it, it kind of you know makes me feel something, sad, happy, you know, right. whatever the case right. is. Um, you know, I'm I'm into it. So
0: well, I agree, so it's a beautiful Friday, good Friday morning, it's sunny out. We're going on a road trip, you're taking one CD with you, that's all you can take. Radio doesn't work, you're taking one CD with you. What are you taking in your road trip?
1: Man, killing me. I know.
0: Uh, and we're gonna listen to it on repeat the entire road trip. So it's like five <laughs> hours one way, five hours right back. We're gonna okay. listen to that one CD the whole way, back Man. and forth. Um boy i don't even know what, how to answer that i guess probably zeppelin too we'll go with that okay <laughs> brand zeppelin too you yeah. know i like zeppelin's bluesy stuff and you know wow. i'm out of Zepp- i'm not you know they, people always say they're the greatest you know greatest rock and roll band ever led zeppelin you know which it, it's I, I tend to agree uh i always they got a couple
1: greatest- bad albums i would say yeah but, you know, but i mean but, like their uh,
0: bluesy stuff is just hard to beat i mean some of their stuff you know that when they really get break down the blues and stuff, they're really, really good. But you know, maybe the greatest uh, English, maybe the greatest rock and roll band of all time. I don't know. I mean, people yeah. argue the Beatles and, you know, uh, yeah. I always say the Allman Brothers are the greatest American rock and roll band,
1: in my yeah. opinion. You yeah, know. they're awesome. I've seen them multiple times. Me too. Well. Uh, got arrested once at a show. <laughs> so I won't go into that story, but yeah. <laughs> when you talk about my least favorite concert experiences, that's definitely right up there. The time I got arrested at the Almond Brothers. <laughs>
0: Where was the Almond Brothers show at?
1: Uh, this was at uh, Montage Mountain in uh, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, that area. Okay. Uh, yeah. In college. Huh. Yeah. I, I've seen the Almonds
0: five times. I've seen them. I saw them in Charlotte one time. I saw him at the Man Music Center like two or three times. I've seen him at the uh, uh, Tower Theater in Upper Darby, PA, which was a great concert. You know uh-huh. I wasn't really familiar with downtown Philly that much. We went to the Tower Theater, so you know, okay. uh, it was it was tough. But yeah, I've seen them. I've had good experiences at all my Almond Brothers concerts. You know, they mm-hmm. they were on the Horde Tour one year with like Blues Traveler and yep. Lenny Kravitz and the Black Crows, and it was awesome.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah I've been to a couple Horde Tours. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's another band, uh, Blues Traveler. That was big when I was in college. Uh, followed them around a lot. I've been to a lot of Blues Traveler shows. He was John Popper was always one of my favorites at that right. time. Um, I'll still listen to them, you know, sometimes. But uh, that's one that's kind of that I was really into that I probably don't listen to as much anymore, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of put them away with like the too much radio airplay, you know.
1: Like... Yeah, yeah. Their first two or three albums were great, and then they uh, they just became kind of. Mainstream at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe we're bitter. We're like, oh, they're, they're mainstream. You know,
1: <laughs> I still listen to a lot of bands that aren't mainstream.
0: Like, I I could listen to Government Issue every day. You know, I can listen to Bad Religion every day. I can listen to Black Flag or Minor Threat groups like that that, you know, I've always listened to since high school. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still listening to the same 15, 20 bands, occasionally a new person, you know. Uh, what do you think about this Jack Harlow? You know anything about Jack Harlow? Jack Harlow, no, the rapper. No. He's a new. He's a he's a new rapper, uh, and he's from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and he just made his first appearance on Saturday Night Live uh, last weekend, and yeah. he's really blown. I don't know if you're into hip hop at all, but check out Jack Harlow. He's decent.
1: A know? little bit, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, I, just to give you an idea, I was I wrote this down too of, of kind of talking about you know the broad spectrum of what I listen to. I just ordered yesterday online for records from this this store, and it was Chris Stapleton gary clark jr uh tribe called quest and miles davis so you <laughs> see i went from uh, country to rap to jazz you know it's, that's right it's a wide uh wide rainbow of- well
0: you yeah. know everyone's talking about chris Templin. I mean, he's a kentucky guy he's from johnson county kentucky uh played football in high school was class valedictorian went to uh vanderbilt i mean he's got a really neat story um but he's he's so talented i mean he is yeah. He's awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I love the uh, Steel Drivers, if you're familiar with them. That was his, he was in the Steel Drivers before he went solo. Oh, so you okay. check them out. If you like Stapleton, you definitely would like to. Huh.
0: I mean, we're only two hours, two hours and 30 minutes from Nashville. So, like, we went down for a weekend, and we went to all these different little honky-tonks and saw all these different people. I, no idea who they were. I don't remember any names. But, you know, one of them might, be, someday might be the next, I don't know, Chris Stapleton. Yeah. You know, who knows, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's cool. That's I want to do that. Uh, we've been talking about that. Me and my girlfriend just maybe taking a week, um, go down to like Nashville, someplace like that, and just spend like a week, just going to like bars each night and checking out, you know, uh, local bands and stuff like that. So, right, uh, you know, I've had the same idea of of doing that through like maybe like, you know, the Delta, you know, Mississippi. Just go down there and just check out, you know, old blues dive bars, you know, each night. Um, right, it would be kind of fun too. so.
0: That wouldn't be. Sub- I mean, I haven't been to a concert. I haven't been to a legit rock concert in 10 years. So what was the last concert you went to?
1: Oh, the last concert I believe was Trampled, Trampled by Turtles, right before the pandemic. Um, Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that was the last one.
0: I mean, the last show I saw was in Charlotte, which means it was 2010. And I'm gonna say it with, no. I mean, I'm saw like a, cover, a couple of cover bands. Like, there's a there's a, a Fleetwood Mac cover band. That we, there's a, a winery up the road from us. They always have them. They have Saturday night concerts like once a month. And they are, that's like the last show. They were really good. They were called like Rumors. They, they sounded just like uh, oh, Fleetwood don't say Mac.
1: Stevie Nicks. you sounded just like Stevie Nicks. They were
0: awesome. <laughs> and wow. they and they do a song from old um, Fleetwood Mac. Like before, Lindsey Buckingham was in it. I think the song's called "Let's Go."
1: Or, I believe that's an album, isn't it? Let's yeah, go, and, yeah.
0: And it was the it was the song, um, and they. I've never heard a band do this song live, and I was, and I went up to the, and I don't yeah. you know I'm not a, I'm not a huge Fleetwood Mac concert or Fleetwood Mac fan, but they they did that cover of that song. I was like, y'all had that on spot on. I said, not many people know that Fleetwood Mac song, and it's a yeah. song that you know. Um, it's not well known, it's not a Lindsey Buckingham song, yeah. you know. What I mean, and yeah, it's they... funny
1: you brought them up. That's funny because I, I just recently got more into Fleetwood Mac, it's not a band I really was all that into. I mean, obviously, I knew rumors, um, but uh, but yeah, I wasn't even aware that uh, Stevie Nicks and, and Lindsey Buckingham weren't even they had like you know, six or seven albums before they even joined the band. Oh, yeah, they were awesome,
0: yeah. uh, yeah. but they, they were more heavy, more rock. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know this group's that's probably the last live show I've (coughs) excuse me I've seen (coughs) excuse me, but I would say the last concert I saw was the Reverend Horton Heat and Hank Williams the Third. Yeah, and uh, I took my wife. My wife's not a big music you know outdoor music or band type person going to see concerts. And when Hank Williams the Third said, "I'm gonna put the dick back in Dixie and the cunt back in country," she's like, "Oh my!" I was like, "Yeah, that's that's H3 for you," you know?
1: Yeah. When did you uh, first, I guess, fall in love with music? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when did you really uh, well, get into I, it?
0: I would say, you know, growing up in Chambersburg, there wasn't much else to do. And like yeah. you said, we lived close to DC, you know. And I, I used to have the cable hooked up to my stereo. And therefore I could pull in like DC 101 and all the DC stations. And was I, started, I started listening to the station from Towson University, WCBT. And they played a bunch of alternative and punk, and that's where I started listening to that a little bit. And then, you know, having just, my, my biggest influence was friends in high school. I mean, you know, guys like Grant Kissler and Chris Meyer that I've already talked to, and, you know, guys like you and and, and the she Trump brothers, you know, listen to that kind of music. I mean, we were listening to stuff in high school that not many people were listening to. And we didn't have a good state, we had Wixie, like, Chris Meyer mentioned Wixie, yeah. and Grant mentioned Wixie on the radio. I'm like, oh, my God.
1: You know, there's still... They're still on the uh, on the radio here in the mornings, uh, that couple, uh, Rick and Lisa, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I just, I'd say high school, but I didn't really start going to show shows until college. You know, yeah. being an hour, 10 minutes away from Philly, I mean, we'd go see a concert. You know, let's go see Rush. We saw Rush at the Spectrum. We saw The Dead. We saw The Allman Brothers. We saw, you know, the, the one group, and I'll ask you this question what's one realistic group? Alive or you know, recently passed away that you never got to see a concert that you wish you would have.
1: Uh, definitely Bob Marley would have been fun, right? Uh, Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably it. I'd say that's the top of the list.
0: So I always said Tom Petty. I never got to see Tom Petty. Oh, yeah, that's
1: another one. Yeah, I I never
0: saw TP. Uh, I, I mean. You know, Stacey Mon, I interviewed her yesterday, and she said she actually saw his last show at the Hollywood Bowl in LA. Not knowing um, it was going to be his last show, but, right. you know, so I've never saw Tom Petty. It'd be a great concert to see. Um, yeah. You know, never got to see ZZ Top or ACDC, those other bands I'd like to check out. Van Halen, you know, even mm. when they were you know, even with Van Hagar. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would go see him, I guess. But yeah. with, with Diamond Dave, the reunion tour would have been great to see. But I guess that, that, was, that was short-lived, so. Yeah. Well, Tony. I'm gonna wrap it up. Give us some recommendations. I, I need to. I need to get some hands on some new music, man. What am I listening to? What, what should right, I go out well, and check out?
1: Well, we already talked. Of course, you definitely need to check out Trampled, Trampled right? by Turtles, uh, Doctor Dog, Lumineers. You mentioned you didn't really listen to. Uh, what else can I tell you?
0: Give me some old stuff. Give me an old band
1: that maybe not together anymore. That maybe well, just, you know. All right, have you listened to Otis Redding? Yes. Okay. All right. Because I would say that's the top of the list, number one. If you it's like. I like
0: soul. Al Green. I'm an Al Green fan.
1: Uh huh. I mean, the, yeah. Reverend,
0: the Reverend Al Green, some of his stuff, early stuff, is awesome. You know, yeah. very bluesy.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's start with that. That's a good four, four or five there to check out. I'm gonna check
0: out Trample by Turtles. did you say they have, they have a quite an extensive catalog?
1: Yeah, yeah. They got uh, seven or eight albums at least. I would say, yeah.
0: Here's um, the thing. Here's the thing about bluegrass that really intrigues me. I love it when bluegrass bands do cover songs. Yeah, like you know, some of those those. Um, I don't know what kind of band you would call them. Like those, like the, the, there's that group of, they call themselves like the, not the Everly Brothers, but something like the Farrelly Brothers or something like that. Yeah. And they play all cover songs on, in bluegrass style, like rap songs and rock songs. And I'm like, I love that for some reason. Am I corny or what?
1: No, no, you'll dig Trample. They do, uh, in fact, they just put out like an EP of like five covers. uh, And then, yeah, they always cover. I saw them, quick story, uh, a few years ago in Virginia. It was like a wine... Anyway, there was only a few hundred people at this show outdoors, and uh, I was, of course, right up front standing and singing along, and I had my, I had a t-shirt on, a Jerry Garcia t-shirt, with it was like an uh, animated thing of Jerry's head, face, whatever, but uh, like I said, just kind of standing there the whole show, singing along, and then uh, when they came out for the encore, uh, Dave, the lead singer, uh, pointed me out. He's like, hey, this we're going to dedicate this one to the, the deadhead here in the front row, you know, and uh, they did a cover of uh, Brown Eyed Women, uh, uh-huh. that. so that was pretty cool. I got a... You know uh, that is a, pretty a cool. Shout out, so, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, but it's amazing that they could just pull that song out of their ass in bluegrass style, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. there, there's some, I mean, I guess, I don't think people realize how talented musicians bluegrass really is, you know? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah it's not something, I, I was not really into bluegrass all that much. It's it's pretty recent, Um I would say the last four or five years, I really, um, and really Trampled was the one that got me into it, like I said, because I was never a big fan of traditional bluegrass, and then there was this, you know, cool fusion of like bluegrass rock that was kind of sucked me in and now got me into the traditional stuff too, so. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool, I never thought we'd be talking about bluegrass
0: music today. But hey, yeehaw, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Well,
1: you're in Kentucky, it's kind of required, isn't it? <laughs> that's right, so there
0: you go. It's like, it's like yeah. you're right in my mind. Well, Tony, thanks, dude, for, for being on with me today, man. Enjoy your uh, Easter weekend with your family. And uh, hopefully shows will start opening up soon and let me know what your first show is. But, you know, I may do an episode on, on, on this vinyl thing. So I may okay. have to do an episode with you and Mark and bring you back on later on this season on Schatzer Says. So what do you think, man?
1: That sounds good, yeah. I've got a plan. I'd, I'd like to uh, to open a record store within the next year or so. That's my ultimate goal here. So I'm really trying to build my collection to get to a point where I'll probably start out doing online auctions to just get started. And then uh, I'd like to eventually have a store, but yeah, it, that's the goal.
0: Is is Record City still open in Chambersburg?
1: No, there's not a record st- The closest record store to here I, that I know of is uh, in Hagerstown, so.
0: Right. Um, well, I remember growing up that Record City was down in the Southgate Mall. Mm -hmm. and I used to go down there all the time and buy stuff, you know, and they would order stuff for you. Like, I remember going to pick up like a Black Flag cassette from them that they ordered from SST Records. And then SST, along with the cassette came a catalog that you could like circumvent the middleman and order directly from SST. You know, I didn't know how to find their address. You know what I mean? Uh This this was before the internet. So, I mean, I went to Record City and, and bought like a Black Flag first four years cassette or They ordered it for me from Black, from SST Records in California, and then inside the cassette had, like, a catalog that you could… I remember getting the SST catalogs all the time, and mm-hmm. you could order records or tapes or whatever you wanted to order. So, yeah. Records City Gas Company. Yeah, man, that's awesome.
1: Huh. All <laughs> right. Well, hey, uh, you enjoy your uh, your Easter weekend as well, and uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon, hopefully.
0: All right, Tony. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, dude. All right. Thanks. Take care. You too. Bye. Welcome back to Shatzer Says. My next guest is a second-time guest on Shatzer Says. Thankfully, this time, we're under a little better circumstances. Uh, good old friend, the, the personal DJ of his own personal sad hour. And <laughs> known to many friends on Facebook who look for his songs of the day. So he is like the personal DJ of the Shatzer Sh- Says series. So, Bill Measure, welcome back, Bill.
2: Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Good to be back. Love yeah, the have- podcast.
0: Happy Good Friday. I'm sure you probably already listened to the song Good Friday by the Black Crows. If you didn't, you're remiss. You need to listen to that. It's a good song. So. I, I will. I did not listen to it, but I will check it out. Put that on. So where, where do you get the inspiration for your your list of songs, you know, that you put on Facebook every day? Like, is it just like shuffle? Like, are you just making shit up? Like, I'm a, this sounds good, and this sounds good. <laughs> I'm going to show my sensitive side by putting some air supply. I mean, or is
2: it like random? It's, it's somewhat random. Today's was, You know, based off, I have a a buddy from high school that uh, had a torn aorta, and uh, he's in recovery, and uh, a lot of friends are posting about it on Facebook, but he was one of the first guys that ever turned me on to music in general, period, let alone, you know, the Who. So I did, today's playlist was all, you know, Who songs, and it was my top 10 favorite Who songs, and I just kind of listened to their catalog, you know, over a couple days, and then I write down, jot down what I think are the best ones from, you know, what I like you know, But, you know, me, I like my sat hour, so there's yeah. a lot more mellow stuff in my place than probably some people would like, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Bill measures first, own right. personal own sat hour, yes. Yeah. I have to, we'll have to do an episode of that. I was-
0: well, you know, it's funny you say that because, initially, <laughs> I wanted to do an episode on music, and I was going to call it The Art of the Mixtape because I know, Bill, you were well-known, and I was well-known. Not well-known. I did a few of myself mixtapes, and you had, like, yeah, a plethora it. of mixtapes.
2: Yeah, I had a case I used to carry around just for different scenarios and situations. But it was almost like my soundtrack of my life, whatever you could play, whatever was going on. If it was a sad hour here, switch this tape out, or you needed an action action theme background, you put this one in a little
0: <laughs> I'm sure you had a few love making mixtapes too. Oh you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> good times. Good times. I'm so sure everybody that made a mixtape at one point made some sort of slow jams type mixed like put on when they had the ladies over or the guys over whatever the guys hey do you do you bro i mean
0: whatever Oh,
2: exactly. man
0: you know. <laughs> oh good for you all right bill i'm gonna put you on the spot
2: right off the bat dude all right all time all time favorite group oh uh, that's i can't i can't honestly answer that because my mood changes so much you know for a long time it was the doors um uh, you know i got on a bowie kick for a while but it, i guess i if i have to pick one all time I probably have to say Zeppelin. Um, right. that I go to the most. Karen you Klain know, would be happy to hear you say that. She likes Zeppelin a lot. Yeah, it's it's probably my my favorite band with the you know on the least amount of albums, really. I mean if you look at somebody like Dave Matthews, who has so many albums out and like one or two hits on every album versus Zeppelin, where you could, you know, like we used to do in the old days, put a record on and play the whole record straight to know, flip it over, listen to the other side, you know, Zeppelin, you could do that and really get a hit on almost every song on, you know, there are good seven, eight albums, so. Right, I got
0: you. Zeppelin, huh, good for you. All right, I hear you. Did you listen to Zeppelin in high school or is this something newer?
2: No, I was not, and actually I was, it's funny because the guy I was talking about earlier, John, who's was Recovery, um, he turned me on to The Who. I was not a classic rock fan in grade school at all. I was mostly, you know, the pop and the dance, you know, type, pop radio, you know, 98.5 or 98. one, whatever it was at the time. Uh, music and then later grade school into some high school it was transitioned over, but I didn't really just listen to classic rock until probably Eddie, Stnevitis um, and <laughs> senior year. and
0: his and his clipped speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Randy. I I want to throw Randy Solly under the bus. I talked to Randy this weekend, and uh, we talked about that in the apartment. List up there, listening to music on those fancy speakers
2: and that fancy CD player, and uh, good times, man. We were we were we were music snobs. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. He could hear the difference in like decibel range and all that with the (laughs) different type of chord thickness that he had. (laughs) to the I'm like, dude, I can't hear that difference. That's Uh, all right, Bill. What was your first concert you ever went to? First concert was Aerosmith. Um, with Guns N' Roses opening up for them. Ooh. Yeah, I got a, I got a T-shirt, and it was like a really cool kind of bad T-shirt, you know, where it had like the you know the robot on you know wheels or whatever with the cigarette cart, and then the back of the T-shirt had like the band walking away from her, you know, and she's kind of like resting against the side of the wall like they just had their way with her. The greatest T-shirt ever, and we're standing on the corner waiting across the street, and some dude in a mohawk and rollerblades with no shirt on comes rolling by me, grabs my shirt out of my hand had fallen and used it to wipe up the blood on his arm you know and and skated away and dropped it at my feet i was like oh my favorite shirt was gone and like in a matter of minutes so i obviously i didn't pick it up and it was gone forever but oh obviously it got to me because i was like 15 at the time so i'm almost I'm, i'll be 50 soon so it's uh <laughs> definitely a long time of pain i've dealt with that but yeah, yeah you can so, probably still oh. wear
0: the same size t-shirt from back then too i guarantee I, it I
2: still do. I still do. <laughs>
0: Oh, I hear you. Uh, (laughs) That's hilarious. What was your last
2: concert you went and saw? Uh, I still go to see a lot of shows. Um, uh, Big show. That should be a big show. It could be a small show. Uh, Probably Sponge at the West End up here in a small little bar restaurant in Quakertown here. And we know the owners. Uh, He's actually grew up with John Chance. So we had connection here. Shaggy's come up a few times and hung out with the three of us and so forth. But anyway, they brought Sponge into play, and it was, you know, I got to talk to Vinny for a while afterwards and, you know, tell him how many songs I listened to during my sad hours. It really meant a lot to me, and it was, you know, pictures <laughs> with him and everything. Oh, that's but, hilarious. I, I, here. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, are you a Grateful Dead fan at all? Absolutely. And... And again, it's one of those things where I got into it later. I didn't really listen to it in high school, really even college. Rick, you know, Rick was a huge dead fan and we always had dead playing in the apartment. But I I guess I just didn't really appreciate the music at the time um, for whatever reason. Um, but I listen to him a lot more now. Like Lee and I will put them on on Friday night's happy hour. We'll have the dead. We're actually usually it's usually Sunday morning with the dead now when we're out making breakfast. Right. Stuff dead on.
0: Are you a Jerry Garcia fan or a Bob Weir fan?
2: I like them both. I don't think I can pick one over the other, like I said. You have really, to. You have to pick I, one over the other, dude. Oh, crap. Um, well, I listened to your last question with Sully, so I know your answer. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably will have to go Garcia, though. Um, similar to your boy Sully. I like probably more of his songs if I had to and it just count kind of off the top of my head, but I could probably look at it later and listen to them all and be like, oh, I was wrong. You know what? Weird, I'd like to. That's right. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, go. Go. All right, Van Halen. Roth or Hagar Uh, can't ask me this I I and then I again I heard your answer to this too on his last one so I know yours but mine probably would have to go I grew up with with David Lee Roth you know and that was my youth and childhood growing up with 1984 that whole album just you know probably got burned around the corners Uh, I played it so much Um, I'd have to go Roth I guess but it's a very close tie it's like it's to use a Van Halen pun, it's probably fifty-one fifty. David, you Oh, it's, I
0: see what you <laughs> did there, Bill. You're so everybody. <laughs> you're so glib. You're like Matt Lauer, dude. You're awesome. All right. I know when you and I have been to some concerts
2: together. I think did you go with us yes, to we, see Pink Floyd at the, yep. at the vet. When we Absolutely. All, when we all <laughs> hours, and, and that big jet flew over the stadium, and we thought it was part of the show. <laughs> We're so we close we, to the airport. We, we crashed
0: over at Jeff Fleming's house down in Chad's Ford. And his mom said, F you, Schatzer, at like 3 yeah. o'clock in the morning or like 6 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, we're under party. F you, Schatzer. Yep. <laughs> it was great.
2: That was uh, a great, probably one of my favorite concerts.
0: Well, I was going to say, what's your best concert you've been to? And you could say for your atmosphere or for the music ship. I mean.
2: Well, Woodstock 94 was just an awesome experience, you know, because it was the first one since the original.
0: To tell, go, go into the backstory on that one. Is that the one you had to come home? Uh, yeah
2: yeah so, yeah so Saturday people were running around like we're going up and it was Maisie and, and Megan uh that went up Saturday and we were and you know Merrill and I were I was dating Merrill at the time and Merrill was actually home in Westchester because she was already graduated so it was probably 95 I guess and or 94 94 and uh Megan and, and Maisie got in They didn't have tickets or anything, but by then the fences were down and people were just kind of strolling in. So they actually came back Sunday morning because they said they were so cold and tired because they lost their shoes, didn't really dress for it. It was pouring rain and they were in a T-shirt and shorts and and whatever. So they came back. So I called Meryl. She drove an hour up from Westchester and we drove up Sunday. Saw the whole Sunday show you know, and got completely covered in mud because, again, it was just a, a complete mud fest. So we were leaving to come back to Millersville and she would not let me get in a brand new car covered in mud so I had to drive home naked. I was in the passenger seat. So we stopped in a Burger King to get some food for the ride back. And they, you know, I'm sitting there buck naked in the passenger seat. Meryl's driving next to me. And the person at the window is like, Woodstock, on. Huh? I'm like, hell yeah, rock on, you know. <laughs> it was great. It was great. That was probably the best show. 99 was like hate stock times 10. It was awful. It was like 99 degrees. Um, and just a lot of fires and violence and it was angry just angry so the metal bands that played there were a lot different than the 94 yeah classic. Biscuit. But yeah oh yeah Limp Biscuit and Rage Against the Machine and all that it was just it was hate stock times 10
0: man. <laughs> what's the worst <laughs> concert you've been to Bill?
2: oh worst concert probably just a local band up here um You know, I like we we saw them a few times and like, some of their music and, and stuff. And then we saw them and, like two or three times later. And they just weren't as good. A uh, band called Tavern Tan up here in Allentown. Um, hmm. Sound remember. was bad. The lead singer's voice was kind of off and stuff. But that was My, probably worse.
0: Mine was Guns N' Roses. They were just awful. Axel Rose was. Dumb. Oh yeah, it was just terrible. It was back when he had all his issues going on. So uh, I don't I don't want to see fat Axel, as someone said so eloquently yeah. earlier. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know. So what, so what are you listening to now? Like, you, you listen to anything new? Or you used to listen to the old classics all the time. Anything
2: new? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I always listen to new music. Um, there's actually on Pandora, they have a station called The Drop, to where every every day or two, they put out brand new music of every genre. So I just kind of scan through that, and I'll listen to it as I'm driving around from job site to job site. And it's fantastic because I've heard a lot of new bands or a lot of new music. Um, like I said, there's a brand new like Candlebox. I just did a list the <laughs> other day of box. I know you're not a big fan, but they have a new song out. So you, Dave you know, Patterson, I
0: Patterson <laughs> loved Candlebox. We had that agreement that I couldn't play Weezer and he couldn't play Candlebox
2: in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Candlebox. I like Candlebox um, probably more than Weezer, but I do like Weezer as well. I've listened to them a lot more lately too. But the you song. So so give me yeah. some
0: new so give me some new bands. I need to take note of.
2: New bands. Um, I'm trying to think of what you would like. Well, it's probably I not. I like everything, stuff.
0: Bill. You know, I'm a, I don't limit
2: myself, dude. You know that. Well, this, it's kind of mellow. It would be for Sad Hour for sure. So, it's like a band called the Paper Kites, um, they get a lot of guest singers and a lot of female singers, okay. um, which I, I love female singers. So, it's uh, a lot of good music on there. But again, it's mellow. It's slow stuff. So, it's just kind of chilling, hanging out.
0: Can I listen to uh, it during my siesta
2: time? You could, yes. That would actually help your 4 to 420 CS the time. 20-minute <laughs> nap. I actually have taken more siestas as I get older. Uh, I try not to because it throws off my sleep at night like I used to tell you back in the 90s. but it, I, I've gotten a couple in. Some days you just have to and you don't sleep at night. Yeah, power through, brother. Power through. Yeah. But I definitely keep it, like you said, 20-30 minutes tops. Any longer than that, forget it. Yep, you're, it's a wrap. I'm, gl- I'm glad, Bill. After all these years, you
0: finally admit that you learned <laughs> something from me besides shepherd's pie's recipe. You learned the secret to longevity and health is the siesta. You know. Yes. Like, I mean, you're the- always you're always been into music. I mean, you like you like everything. You're you have a wide genre of of, of taste. Give me one group that you if you told someone I like so and so, they would be like, "What? You like that group? Like, give me a band you were like that you were shocked that you liked."
2: Um, I'm trying to think I have it like I said I have I listen to everybody so um, I mean I guess on, on a regular basis probably Neil Diamond I guess maybe people would be surprised how much I listen to Neil Diamond I guess love Neil grew up with him my parents you know always had him playing in the house and you know then the jazz singer i think movie came out or whatever where neil was in that so he was a lot of music involved in that movie and i bought the soundtrack and used to play that record all the time so no
0: ellen he deserved the academy
2: award for that right <laughs> <laughs> no bill that's not right <laughs> I'll Good never times. Forget that scoreboard right
0: yeah scoreboard charlotte north carolina i mean bill we've we've had some hijinks we've seen a lot of bands together man i mean you know we've yeah. That, that Pink Floyd concert was awesome. We went to a couple of Horde tours together. I mean, yeah, we've been to some concerts. I mean,
2: Almond Brothers, we saw a
0: bunch of times. Saw a couple of concerts together in Charlotte when we moved down there. Just saw the Leonard Skinner yep. and uh, Dave Matthews. I mean, we saw yep. Dave Matthews together at at yeah. and, you know, So we've seen a lot of a lot of music. You're, you're definitely a music aficionado as as myself. Uh, ever definitely. been in
2: a band? Just a sound guy at a band in Charlotte. I was. Uh, that was the only band I was ever in. <laughs>
0: That ah. was a. Kid. Please tell that story for our listeners, It'd be, that's where we'll finish the show. So, our, our best music story. Tell us the story, Bill.
2: Well, the only one I have is obviously you got involved the crackpotamus, where you know he went off into the woods after <laughs> he dropped the CDs into the lake. Um, you know, you guys were doing a show at somebody's party, I, I believe, and you can chime in if I'm wrong. But I believe you guys were doing a, a show at somebody's. House on the lake, and you guys actually it was on a lake, wasn't it? Was like a yeah, dark, it was on
0: the lake. We're playing on, right. on a flat boat.
2: Right, that was it. A flat boat. So the guy, I guess, before you guys started playing had CDs, you know, like in the old flip case kind of thing, which I still have four of mine, you know, <laughs> downstairs. Um, and he had a CD sitting on there, and I guess he's like, Yeah, you guys can go ahead and play music. So obviously I'm looking at it going through cds and i'm playing music because it's what i love to do and it's on the soundboard and todd's walking around and i guess he started flipping through it and must have knocked it off and there the whole cd case just went poop right into the lake and was just floating there you know i think somebody grabbed it out you know but by then the seat the case is ruined the cds are ruined and todd just took off into the woods we don't know where the hell he went he was so excuse me upset and afraid that the guy had uh he dumped the guy's cds in there the guy was pretty pissed off about it actually like i think it almost like ruined the show if memory serves but Uh you know we were around for him for a good hour or two you know i think it was a good hour or two he was missing where the hell is he and all of a sudden we're kind of walking up towards where we had parked through the woods and here he comes bounding like a deer out of the woods like side to side hitting like 10 feet every bounce it seemed like when he was he's springing out of nowhere like hey man we're where you been? He's just like, I've been off in the woods hide. He's like, is it coast clear? And we're like, no, he's still pretty pissed walking around or whatever. And we'll probably get going soon. You know, he's like, all right. He's like, I'll be back. And we're like, well, how are we going to let you know we're leaving? He's like, don't worry, I'll find you. <laughs> and took off bounding again into the woods. And we somehow we got home with us. I don't know how. But.
0: That was funny because you and Tedder were part of my entourage. You were the sound guy. And Tedder was a hired muscle for for our band. Yeah, the codepend- No, was that Whiz Bang or Codependence? One of the two. I can't remember which one, but, you
2: know I, Yeah. That was. I want to say codependence, but I could be wrong.
0: Strictly Southern <laughs> Rock cover band, and we were, actually weren't terrible. It was a good show. No, and someone knocked that, the uh, trouble light into the into the lake at the end of one song, and the lights went out. And I was like, "Yeah, that was a great yeah. ending." I was like, "Okay, we're done. Let's get the hell out of here." You know. So, well, Bill, thank you for taking time on this busy Good Friday. Yeah. Have a happy Easter. Tell everyone you we said it? hello. Good seeing you we'll again. We, we still have another episode coming up on, on, I know we keep putting wrestling off, but the only way I get to talk yeah. to you is on my podcast, so I'll take it where I can.
2: Let's go. Let's book it. Every day I'm in. All right, brother. <laughs> you do what? All right, brother. I said, I'll be a guest anytime you want.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks, dude. Take care.
2: Happy right, Easter, brother. dude. You too, buddy. Love you. Later.
0: Welcome back to Schatzer Says. I have a special guest on this episode. This is another former student of mine who is currently trying to cut her teeth in the music world while maintaining a a side career. I guess hopefully music will be her main career someday, but former student, former babysitter of the Schatzer boys. And I believe I was told I was the best study hall teacher ever by her and her sister. So I have a special guest from LaGrange, Kentucky, really Buckner, if you wanna be, you know, critical of it, but LaGrange, Kentucky. Rachel Oldham, how you doing, Rachel?
3: I'm doing great, thanks. And also, I'd like to add, uh, you're the best study hall teacher I ever had because you're the only study hall teacher <laughs> I ever had.
0: Hey, it is what it is. I'm sure you did a lot of study and you got good grades because that study hall, you know.
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: We had some great conversations in that study hall. It was a fun, fun time when when schools still had study halls. So those are like the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. That, that they're going out of out of study. Really? Stops. Yes. Anyways, so. All right. Enough about that. Let's talk about you, Rachel. You're you're. Uh, Musician, so self-taught, classically trained. What? What's your? How did you get a? What's your background in music, Rachel?
3: So, I mean, I've been singing like in the car all my life. Like, I can't think of a time in my life where I wasn't singing something. And even growing up, like my dad in the car had a Dixie Chick CD, and my sister and I were obsessed with it. Was a Wide Open Spaces album? Yes, good album. And. Yeah, there was one Saturday morning where my my parents were like cleaning the house. Beck and I were like three or four. We were really little. And we ran out to the car and we like stole the CD from dad's car and went downstairs. And Becca like took the hose off the vacuum cleaner and played air guitar on it. And I was the lead singer. It was legit. Like, so I've been, I've loved music my whole life. But um, I got my first guitar, I think, when I was 10. And it was a first act guitar. And if anybody listening knows, anything at all about guitars. First act guitars are the worst guitars you could buy. Like they're terrible. But my mom was like, if I can get her this and she plays it, even though it sounds like crap, maybe she'll keep up with it. So right. I played it as much as I could until the strings fell off of it. And then she rented a electric guitar and got me lessons with electric guitar. And I hated electric guitar. And then we rented an acoustic guitar from the Do wop shop, which is a local little place music store and she got me acoustic guitar lessons and I did those for three months and then everything else after that I've taught myself um or I've been around other musicians that kind of rubbed off on me and gave me influences so I mean I feel like I've been doing it forever but
0: Right. Well, it seems it sounds like you haven't been performing forever, it sounds like. I mean, you're you're 22, so you've been doing it for 18 years or so. And, you know, that's that's a good career so far. So you're playing out now. You're doing a lot. How often do you play out in the Louisville area? Um, Now that COVID started, we're coming out of the COVID fall now, so.
3: Well, what's crazy is COVID, like, obviously, during the real shutdown, where everything was completely closed, I obviously didn't have any shows, like. I did a few online Facebook live shows, um, but before COVID, I did less shows than I did after COVID. After COVID, I like had a little bit of a blow up with gigs, I guess. Like, I just, because I'm an acoustic act, I'm one person, then it was really easy to book me because I wasn't having like a whole band. I, they weren't having to worry about capacity with me. Right. So I got a lot of shows after COVID. So, I mean, now I'm doing, there, there were a few weekends back in, September and October that I did five in three days but now I'm doing five a week four or five a week at least every week wow that's
0: awesome good for you I mean what kind of places (laughs) are you playing like are you playing and now I'm I sound ignorant when I say this Are you playing in bars dive bars coffee shops open mics what kind of gigs are you getting your weddings I mean what are you what are you
3: doing so I mean I've done a few private parties I haven't done a wedding yet Um, But I mostly play in bars. I have a few that are like restaurant bars. So like, there's a place on Westport Road called Rudy's and I play there every other Friday. Yeah. They're like, it's like family friendly. Yeah, so I play there and, but mostly it's bars, like Tin Roof and Diamonds and places like that. But I mean, I don't care. I don't even care if anybody pays attention. I'm like, I'm having a dang good time, dude. Like (laughs) (laughs) completely unbothered. That's awesome. And I'm getting paid to do it, so.
2: Well,
0: awesome. that, that's a win-win, and you almost treat, you're getting paid to practice basically because I mean this is your your end game is not to play yeah. Rudy's the rest of your life. I mean, have you ever tried like any like I, I mentioned earlier in our pre-production meeting? I talked about John Sullivan, one of my former students that was on The Voice. I mean, have you tried out for any of those type shows? Are you trying to go to Nashville and and be an original singer-songwriter? I mean, what what's your what's your end game here, Rach? What, what do you got going on?
3: Well, right now in my life, like I have a few prospects. Um, like, I have a few people that are looking to invest in me right now. But, I mean, i I've putting that on hold because I'm finishing hair school. I have a month left. That's it. Right. In a month, I will figure it out. I've already thought about it a little bit, but I'm just trying to get through the last month of hair school that has been dragged out so much longer than it was supposed to be. Well, um, but you,
0: you, don't, you don't want to be a beauty school dropout. So, let's, let's get that right. last month, yeah. you know. Let's get that last <laughs> month in there. I don't
3: want to that. <laughs> um, but I… Uh, where was I going? Oh, so like, I have a few people wanting to invest in me and everything. And I don't want to like stay, I, I wouldn't mind to stay local for the rest of my life, but I would want to have a band behind me eventually. And I would love to write and produce my own music. Um, it, I mean, it's really hard right now because I'm so busy with everything and when I do have free time I'm like I have to do my laundry like I don't (laughs) I don't don't have the time to sit down and try and write or try and produce or try and book rehearsals with people that I barely know you know but that's the beauty of being in Louisville is that like even if I have a night off and I want to go see somebody else like I know them and they're my friends and if I call them and I'm like, hey, like, do you want to play the drums behind me for this one gig? Like, I can call them and they'll do it. Like, will it be great? Probably not. But it'd be better than if it was just me. Right. Um. But I don't have any desire to go to Nashville because, I mean, I love to visit. I love to go down there and see what's going on. And there's a few bands that play on the strip that I know and I'm in contact with, kind of like a friendly contact, not like business. Mm-hmm. And, I'm but like the talent in Nashville is so concentrated. Like people that own record labels are like scouters. They don't go to Nashville, the strip on Nashville anymore because it's just like the bartender could play better than the person on stage anymore. Huh. So I'm like, I don't wanna go there. Like there's nothing that's gonna set me apart. Like there's so many pretty blonde girls that can sing in Nashville. Let me go somewhere else. Right, Like
0: <laughs> Fargo, North Dakota.
3: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Well, that, that you know, that makes a lot of sense. I never would have thought that. I mean, everyone assumes, hey, if I want to go to, if I want to do hard rock or heavy metal, I'm going go to New York City or Los Angeles. So I want to do country I'm going go to Nashville. So, like, and I, I'm not trying to pitch a right, whole. Like, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Like, I respect Nashville for a songwriter. Nashville is a songwriting city. If you can write your own music and it's actually good and it has a production value, you know, like, it's it's going to make somebody money, you're more likely to make it. But if you're a cover band like me right now, there's no business in going down there, unless that's what you want like, that's your goal is to be a Broadway strip cover band. Right. Like, and that would be great. And that's fine. That's what a lot of people love to do. Like, and that's fine. But if you, if you're trying to be Carrie Underwood or Dierks Bentley or Keith Urban, like you're the, you're not gonna get very far going down at the strip unless some, you get very lucky. Right.
0: Like, yeah a dime a dozen. I mean, I, I got you. It's like PE teachers. They're a dime a dozen. That's so why you got to teach something else besides PE. So I understand completely. So I'm going to pigeonhole you. What kind of music are you trying to, like, what do, what do you want your brand, your, your music brand uh, to be? Like, do you want it to be a country country singer? Or like, I always said, country, for it really to be country music, it better have a fiddle and a steel guitar in it. That's country music.
3: absolutely. Me. I hear you. And that's why, I like, I would love to do country and I don't wanna do country pop. Like there are very good musicians, like Maren Morris is country pop to me. Like she's labeled as country on most of her songs, but to me, they're not country. Like 90s country is peak country to me, sorry. Like get, get the dobro in there, the banjo. Right. The fi- yep. Like they, you need that, you need that layer. Um, But I also feel like country music is a lot of storytelling. So a lot of songs that most people might not consider country I'm because of the storytelling in it like there's not very many other genres that do a whole lot of storytelling right and that's why I fell in love with country when I was really little is because like little kids love to hear stories mm-hmm. and country music tells stories so I, I grew up on it on Kenny Chesney and Toby Keith and the Dixie Chicks and right. Darius Rucker when he first came out so like i
0: well, I mean, I grew up listening to Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings because that's what my dad listened to, and like I yeah. love old timey country like Hank Williams Junior. Not, not Hank Williams Senior. I like, you know, I've seen Hank Williams Junior. live in concert. You know, I've seen Hank Williams the Third live in concert. So I mean, <laughs> you know, he's country with like heavy metal undertones. So it is what it is. Don't pigeonhole yourself. Be a talented musician. So write some songs. I think that'd be, I mean, right. it's not as easy as you think. I mean, I. I can, I can maybe play the G chord on the guitar, and I can sing a little <laughs> bit. But I mean, I couldn't write music. I'd have to have someone like you who can write music and, you know. Uh, well,
3: I mean, I, I even find it very difficult. Like, I can't ever finish a song. Like, I can write a verse or two verses or a verse in a chorus or a verse in a bridge. I, I don't, it's hard to write music because to me, it's not real music if it's not meaningful. So like, if you're just gonna put, dance music that's great it's still music but it's not that's not my goal i don't want to be the chirpy little sweet dimple girl that sings like i want i want people to look at me and be like she's badass like (laughs) heck yeah (laughs) like that's what i want
0: that's awesome like i'm
3: not and the song all the songs i've written like i was talking to some of the people that are looking to invest in me the other day and i was like all the song the two songs i have written are like slow sad songs because I i find it easiest to write when i'm sad for some reason. Right. So I was like, I don't want to be a sad girl though. Like I don't want people to like listen to my music when they're sad. I want them to listen to my music when they're everything. But I mean, at this point in my career, like I'm already starting to realize I'm just gonna have to put out whatever I have because Miranda Lambert's first song was me and Charlie talking. Really nobody even knows that song anymore. And then Kerosene came out and that's when Miranda Lambert came out really. Right. Like, so, I mean, just because I put one thing out and I kind of gained traction doesn't mean that I'm sold on that's who I am forever. But I also don't want to be a one-hit wonder. Like, if I'm going to do it, I want it to be like, I did that and I'm going to keep doing it.
0: Well, but, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I'm, this is my creative outlet is doing a podcast. So, you know, this is like episode 18 for me. I'm going to keep doing it until someone says, either you suck or, hey, let's do it in a different direction. But anyways. All right. So let's talk about your influences. All right. We'll put you on the spot, Rachel. All right. All-time favorite group. Who is it?
3: All-time favorite group? Yeah. Or Miranda Lambert's my favorite artist of all time.
0: Okay. artist fine. Yeah. By a artist. lot. Right.
3: Like, she's just she can do anything she can write any song in an hour like and what i love about her so much is that she's so raw like she all like every interview i've listened to her talk about her album when it's about to come out is like this is my diary like this is literally what i've been going through since i started writing this album and it's scary to give it to like put it in other people's hands and hear them say something negative about it because like that's what I was feeling when I wrote that song, and for somebody to discredit it is gonna suck. Right. But that's that's what I love so much about it is it's just vulnerable, like it's it's raw, it's real, it's she just puts it there, no, unapologetically, just throws it into right. the air, and it's like if you want to catch it, you can. But
0: hey, good for you know. Hey, I I hear you. I mean, you know what you like, and that's what. And now, do you model yourself a little bit after Miranda Lambert? I mean, that's a yeah, it's a lofty comparison, I mean, but,
3: Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> I, mean, I feel effort. like, no, no. I would like to be slightly different, um, but she, I would say yes. I feel like I have a lot of musical influences, and she's probably the biggest, most known one. But if you're in the Louisville circuit, like, there's a lot of people I really look up to. Like, they've been out here for years, and they're very successful as local artists, and, like, for example, like Kevin Cummings and Lauren i like I they are some of my good friends, I would say, and they're like what I admire the most about them is their showmanship. And they're both very talented. But to me, what I, when I go to see them, I'm going there to have a good time and they put on such a good show. And it's half of their talent is what makes it so good. And then half of it is how they interact with people in the crowd. Right. It's like awesome, awesome stuff.
0: Well, I mean, you gotta have some mojo if you're gonna be the only person up there singing. I mean, you gotta have something. Yeah. If you have a band behind you, you can play off on the band. Hey, our drummer's really crazy and our guitar player spins his guitar and lights it on fire or whatever. You're by yourself up there. You're a one-man or one-girl band, one-lady band. I mean, that's it. They're coming to see Rachel Oldham, you know, not, you know, Rachel and Mike or whoever. I mean, so you gotta be right. You gotta be be on top of your game. You gotta have a little edge, I guess. That's the, you know, definitely, definitely.
3: Yeah, Uh, and that's, I mean, it's really hard to, be that way anyway because it's like i could have the worst day of my life and if i have a show later i have to pretend like i had the best day of my life Mm -hmm. because people don't care how you feel and that's that's probably the hardest thing about my job is it's it's hard work people are like like yes i love it it's my passion it's it's my free time but it's also my job like I love it so much, but that is literally the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And especially, like, talking to people that, like, book these venues and trying to convince them that you're worth the money you're worth. That that also is very hard. But I love it, and I'm never going to stop until my feet fall off, like. (laughs) I hear you. Something's going to have to happen.
0: (laughs) How many songs can you play right now?
3: Oh if I've heard it enough times and I've never played it before and you request it I'll at least attempt it and it's not ever a, like a terrible but right. I mean in a show like if say that I'm playing for four hours, I make a set list I have one that I mostly I run off of one set list most of the time mm-hmm. and I think there's about 80 songs on it.
0: Wow jeez yeah. that's a lot of yeah. songs uh. Yeah. All right, we'll see, all right, Miss 80s song girl. Like if someone requested something totally random, what song would you surprise us with? Like say I'm at a bar show, you're playing your country songs, or whatever your songs, or whatever. All of a sudden someone requests, like, play Freebird or something crazy. What what could you surprise That's us
3: with? That's the worst thing ever. I hate <laughs> when people say Freebird, Oh my gosh. Um well, I have this fixation on women like women artists. I don't Mm -hmm. like to put a bunch of male songs in my set list because women don't get enough recognition as it is. So I'm like, people, when I meet people and they're like, you should do more male songs. I'm like, okay, and then I never do. Right. Um, But right now, the song that I shock people with and that some people request to throw me off and be like, oh, I can't play that because it's rock. I'll play, um, what's it called? It's Pat Benatar. What is that song called?
0: Uh, she had a lot of it's um Yeah. Uh, it's like
3: the da
0: that one. Yes. Oh, now you throw me for a loop. I'm Yeah.
3: I look, <laughs> I look like an
0: amateur now. Usually I could I hear the song and say that's Pat Benatar. What's the song called? Um uh, uh You're a real tough cookie with a long history. That one, right? Um yeah. yes. Uh hit me with your best shot. That's yes, what it is. That
3: song, yes, that song. That song. People uh, are like what? Like <laughs> brain,
0: brain freeze there. I, I'm, I'm showing my age, but I'm glad you know who Pat Benatar is, though. You know that yes. she's a she was an yes. '80s stalwart. My so. mom
3: was an '80s, like yeah, my mom was an '80s
0: queen.
3: Like right. she, I yeah, I grew up listening to all that.
0: So you listen, you have something. Like you have a, a wide variety of musical taste and interest. Give me one band that someone would be like, wow, I didn't know you like them. Like someone totally off the wall, like you know, Master P. Um, I really
3: like. love Heart. Oh, okay. So it's just like it, it's not crazy. Like they're not like way out there, but like as a little like country mostly listening person, I feel like people are shocked. And I'm like, yeah, Crazy On is a great song. It's oh like, yeah. Whoa. Like oh yeah, you think so?
0: And Nancy I'm Wilson, yes. Really liked... You know, guitar playing sisters. I mean, you know, uh, they were yep. they were huge, huge in the '80s and '90s. I'm
3: trying to think of anything else like off the wall. Uh, that band called Green
0: Day. Yeah,
3: yeah, Green. Yeah, Day. yeah. <laughs> you I saw like it. you. Say that like
0: Green Day. Uh.
3: Uh, yeah, because I'm like I don't, I don't listen to enough of that to like recognize. I can recognize that this band did this song and this song, but I don't know the name of the band. So right. I was like, what's the name of that? Band? But uh, I can well, pick out a country artist on the radio, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you could open up for one country artist, who would it be? Keith Urban. Really? Hmm. okay. Uh, the, yeah, that probably be a good good concert. Keith Urban. I I kind of like uh Kenny Chesney. I think he's I like his happy songs, you know. No no uh, no, no shoes, no certain you know whatever what no whatever no no, no, shirt, problem. no problem. Yeah, I love I mean that happy songs. I want to listen that listen to Kenny Chesney sitting by the pool drinking a cold beer. You know his happy stuff. Some of his sad, sappy country songs are like, "Boy, what a downer!" I mean, you know, country song. Country songs can be pretty depressing. You know, you're right.
3: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
0: You know, people get on groups like Marilyn Manson and those kind of heavy metal groups that sing depressing songs and like emo music. But there's some country songs that are pretty damn depressing. I mean, you listen to George Jones. I don't know if you've ever listened to old No Show Jones, but you listen to the pain <laughs> in his voice. I mean, you know, and Conway yeah. Twitty and those guys. I mean, I love that old timey country. I think Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn and Tammy Wynette and George Jones, those duets, you need to get yourself a good man to sing with Rachel, and do some <laughs> of them old timey country songs.
3: <laughs> I'll make air to it. I'll make my fiance sing with me one day. Yeah,
0: congratulations on getting married. So, <laughs> so you're, you're 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 you don't want to be a beauty school dropout. You're trying to be a, a country star, and now you're getting married. So, you know, let's 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 put more onto the fire. I mean, you know, does right. does your, your soon to be husband play music?
3: Um, not in public. Uh, he can play, he can play the guitar, and he can kind of tinker around on the piano. But, I mean, he he says I like to play for myself. Right. I like to play for my own enjoyment. And if he's had, if get has a little buzz and we're on the way home, he'll sing to the radio. But, right. and he can sing, but he doesn't, he doesn't like to do it in public.
0: Well, I mean, maybe you can break him with a habit, be a little, little husband and wife married to, him. like I said, George Jones and Tammy Wynette were married for a couple of years and had a bunch of hits, you know, so you never know what could happen. But, yeah. So, you know, it's been great catching up with you. I'm I'm excited for your career. Hopefully after, you know, in the next couple of months, you start playing out and and I get to catch you somewhere. Like, I think Amy and I were about to go somewhere one time, right before this whole COVID thing hit. You and your sister were playing together and we're like, hey, we should go check out the old girls. And then this all hit and then it's been a year since we've, you know, left the neighborhood, I feel like, so. Right. You know, so it's Good Friday. Uh, I'm sure you have a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, where where can we most likely find you on a, uh, like you said, Rudy's on every other Friday. Where else can we find you? In Louisville.
3: Um, in Louisville. So Rudy's every other Friday. And then every other Sunday, I play at Diamonds on, in St. Matthews. Diamonds Pub and Billiards. Okay. And that's from 8.30 to 11.30 right now because of COVID. And then I play every Monday at Harrods Creek Tavern on River Road from 7 to 10. wow. And then every other Tuesday, I play at Joe's Older Than Dirt on Linden Lane from 7 to 11. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Can we follow you on social media somewhere that we can keep up with you?
3: Yes, I am on Facebook and Instagram. I am more active with my music on Facebook, so I have, like, all my events and everything on there, so all my shows are on there, and they're posted as events and you can find that by typing in the Rachel Oldham all one word on Facebook. Don't fr- send me a friend request. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Add the page. Right. But then my Instagram is just Rachel Oldham all one word. Okay. So, super easy to find.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk some music with me. I mean, everyone's like, what does she know about music? She's 22, but you you got some depth to you. So, you know what you like and you keep doing you, Rachel. So, I appreciate your time. Good luck. Tell Becca I said hello, and hopefully, we'll catch up in the neighborhood.
3: Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you.